This is Retirement Talk. I'm Del Lowry. Last episode, I talked about the old-fashioned con or scam. The very same week, I received a letter from a loyal listener with a tale of another scam that's worth sharing. This concerns an older woman and a con man. He likes to focus through establishing a romantic relationship and then taking every cent he can from his victim. Each of us could find ourselves in the role of the victim or child or friend of the victim. My listener sent me a link to an article in a publication entitled Retirement's Journey by Ted Carr. He tells the story of a woman named Rita who receives a phone call telling her that she's won a lottery that entitles her to $2.2 million and a new Mercedes. She really hadn't entered any lottery, but she easily blocked this little bit of information out of her mind. The reward was just too great to let a little detail stop her. The scam calls himself Richard and calls two or three times a day to keep her informed. Then he asks for a $200 fee to cover processing. She complied. Then Richard asked her for $10,000 to cover part payment on taxes due on her winnings. She sold some of her stock and sends him $9,000. Around this time, family members get wind of what's happening and warn their mother that she's being scammed. She ignored their warning and continued in conversation with Richard, which was getting friendlier and friendlier. They cut her landline phone and even took her cell phone. They gave her a new landline with a new number. And then she quickly gave Richard, the scammer, the new number. More money was requested and some of it was sent. It was at this point that the family decided to take more stringent action. They have a trust document drawn up that puts most of their mother's assets in control of the children. They left their mother with a checking account, which was limited to the deposit of her Social Security checks. In this way, their mother retained some control over her money, but the scammer would not be able to lay assault to her major assets. Needless to say, Rita never got her millions, and she never got her Mercedes. It's hard to deal with a con artist or scammer. They can be relentless and unforgiving. We can only be alert and ready to act if and when we become the victim or know someone who is. I get these calls all the time. You probably do too. I get maybe five or six a day plus emails. Usually my phone tells me in big red letters that it is probably a scam. If I don't know the number calling or the name of the person calling, I will usually let it go to voice message. If it is scam looking, I can easily delete it. If it is a scam, they usually will not leave a message. Anyone I know or anyone who is legitimate will leave a brief message and a callback number. 
Perhaps this isn't the best way to avoid a scam, but it works for me. The ones that arrive in the mail are usually easily spotted. They promise you something for nothing. Those are always junked instantly. The old saying that if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is not true. It isn't worth taking a chance. I'm not an expert in avoiding being taken advantage of, but I have avoided all the scams or cons so far in life. It isn't an issue to take lightly as it seems to be universal in distribution. They will come after each and all. Avoiding scams is sort of like maintaining freedom. It requires eternal vigilance. We need to watch out for ourselves and for those we love. This is Retirement Talk. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, contact Dell at retirementtalk.org.